Hello and welcome to The Heart Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is David to talk about our week cup defeat to Celtic. We talk new signings at Tincastle and we look ahead to Aberdeen on Sunday. Get them out, Sharon. It's him or me. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. First half performance was a disgrace. It, 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 it was a disgrace, a genuine disgrace. Listen, the standards are so, 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 so low when we go to Glasgow anyway, but somehow he managed to break that line. 18% possession, zero shots at goal, zero shots on target. You know, we... Be- I mean, I'd love to see the stat that to see how many completed passes we had because... I'm going to have a wee rough estimate and say three, maybe the entire entire first half. It was the most pathetic, abject performance I've seen from a Hearts team, not just in Glasgow, but generally anywhere. The fact, and, and listen, yeah, the, the players have got to take a lot of blame for that, but you blame the manager because he set them up to play that way. Because we've got good footballers, we do, but when you're lining up with a straight back five and then three holding midfielders, effectively, you're going into a game with a back eight. Simple as that, really. You know, three holding midfielders, zero creativity, which said to me that he had absolutely zero intention of actually attacking Celtic and trying to win the game. You know, I would, you know, I could maybe have a bit of sympathy for him if he was coming out and he was saying, well, you know, I don't think the players are good enough, blah, 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 blah. But he sits there, every press conference says, yeah, we're hearts, we expect to win. It's a really good tie. Look forward to it. You know, I think it suits us. No, it doesn't suit us. Because that was that, that's pathetic. It's embarrassing. And to go there, like I say, we're back eight. With zero intention of actually having a go. And then, you know, second half, he changes it. And then suddenly we start coming into the game a little bit more. Score two goals. And you think to yourself, well, if you'd started that way in the first place, we'd actually have half a decent chance. He's talking about the cup final. And saying, well, you know, it was similar to the cup final. Um, but, you know, we need to learn for these lessons. Well, I'm sorry, but you clearly never learned anything from the cup final. Because... You know, if you had, you wouldn't have started that way. He says, ah, we started and, you know, we, we set up a similar way to the cup final. Well, why? What What was the plan? To, to go 2-0 down and then win on penalties this time? I mean, like, what would you even say to that? It just, it really winds me up because it's a cup game. It's almost a free hit to an extent. Why not go there and have a go? You know what I mean? It's not It's not as if you're going to Barcelona and it's a new camp in the Champions League or something and you're lining up against Messi, Suarez and Neymar. I mean, do me a favour, it's a bang average Celtic team. And, you know, we exploited some of their, their failures in, in the, um, the the second half there when we managed to get two goals that I didn't even think really took much. The first one was a penalty, which was just a ball, really, in, into the box. And then the, the defender makes an arse of it. Phil's boys, 2-1, you're back in the game. And then, obviously, the second one, um, again, just comes from a couple of passes out wide, ball into the box, F finds himself free in the six yard and taps in. And you think, if you'd done that a few times, you'd actually have half a decent chance of winning the game. Because they're, listen, we beat them two weeks ago, right, without even playing that well. So right away, you should take confidence from that. Yes, you're going to Parkhead and inevitably Celtic will be better because, you know, the, the, they've had a few decent results then, a few different players have came into the team. Fine, you expect that. But we should be better. We should take confidence from that. And that's the most frustrating thing for me, is that the fact that, once again, we've went there and bottled it, and he seems quite happy with himself, actually, to be honest with you. He seems... He's, he's not too bothered. And that, for me, 
is where our problems lie. It's a mentality thing, and he just doesn't have the mentality to be the Hearts manager. David, do you think he set up like that because you know he knew he was going into this game having had um, no support, no Hearts support in the crowd, or do you think do you think he just he, he just does that? because, you know, that's what he does in Glasgow. He would always set up that way, even if there wasn't a way support. Did that affect things in any way? I think to say that there was 850 Hearts fans missing made him set up as defensively that is a bit of a stretch. I think it's, I think it's, I think, I think it's just a lot of nonsense. I think the man clearly has it in his head that he's, he does, he's not ambitious enough in any game that has any sort of significance, or away from home, in that, that matter of fact, um, to try something a little bit different and to get out of his comfort zone. He's quite happy with five at the back and then three sitting midfielders in front of that, as Gordon said, essentially becoming a back eight because they're sitting there defending 90 minutes of the game. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's it's the same old nonsense from Robbie Nielsen in a big game. You know, how many times we went over his big game record, another one comes by, and like you say, it's probably the best one he's had a lot because it is a free hit. And Hearts fans weren't expecting there to pump Celtic 5-0 or whatever. We just expect them to have a goal because we'd already done it two weeks ago. Doesn't matter that the pitch is slightly bigger and that there's sixty thousand Celtic fans. Hearts are like you say, we've won six games on the trot, two difficult games at the start of the league season as well. We should be going there just as confident as Celtic, if not more, because they at least have they've they've stumbled on their way to a couple of victories and they've played against jobbers. Jablonek, who nobody's ever heard of until they were on the telly two weeks ago against Celtic. Uh, and Dundee, who by the way are favourites for going down at this current moment in time. So I, I, I'm, I, we're, we're sitting there. We're sitting there in the pub watching it yesterday, and you get angrier by the minute because it's the same cycle of play every time. They would come forward. They would get the ball wide. We shouldn't be happening with a back five anyway. Must be the most narrow back five I've ever seen from a football team. Wing backs playing as inverted centre halves essentially, uh, and then you have your three midfielders sitting in again, obviously because they're getting pinged back because we've got nobody, nobody in midfield that's higher up the pitch to at least take the ball win a foul you're relying on Boyce who's dropping deep because the ball's not even getting that far anyway oh and it's the same we'd lose they'd lose the ball after crossing it in the box and we'd clear it but then it would just go straight back to their centre half they'd had 30 yards of space and they could pick whoever they wanted they had the freedom of Celtic Park in the first half and that's what wound everyone else up even Levine teams wanted that negative the man was on the radio saying you know oh I think Hearts should have a go here they're really sitting in Christ that's really when you're, you're through the looking glass there when Mr Levine is telling you that you're playing too negative at Celtic Park is it a bit rich though from Craig Levine oh it's listen listen we all laughed when he said it but I, I think that I think you've, you've also got to sit up and, and wake up and smell the coffee and go Christ if Craig Levine has the cheek to call out a team being too negative at Celtic Park, how negative could that possibly be? And it was their fault to see zero shots. We let, we, let, we let them have 25 shots in the first half alone. How is that acceptable, no matter how good or shite you are? I don't even think Hearts teams that were getting that got relegated gave up 25 shots in the first half at Celtic Park. Uh, and it's one of the worst Celtic teams that's been around since, since we got relegated. It's worse than Dyla's. Infinitely worse than Brendan Rodgers and, and Neil Lennon's, and I think that's what winds up people more most of all is that of all the times we've been to Celtic Park, this is one where you thought, just give it a go, cup cup game doesn't matter if you lose, uh, because you know it's a one-off hit, and you just turn up and you go there. Essentially, after ten minutes, everyone knew that man wanted penalty kicks. Simple as that, and that's not acceptable. So, Gordon, is it a mentality thing then? Do, do we need um, a total change of, of mentality at the club? Well, I think that's happening anyway. I mean, it's clear that it's happening behind the scenes and there's been a lot of big changes, but the the one constant um, 
for me as as the manager. And listen, I, I said this at the time. I said it last year that I thought it was bizarre that a manager was appointed before a sporting director. Now, Joe Savage for me is he's obviously a very intelligent man. I get the impression he knows his football. I get the impression that well, I don't get the impression. I know for a fact that he likes a stat. Now he'll look at those first half stats and go, that that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable for any team. Never, not even a schoolboy team. You know, it's just, I mean, words fail me. They, they really do. So I don't think it's a mentality thing from the club. I think that that is changing. For me, well, it'll be interesting to see how the club react to it because, you know, listen, they should have sacked him after Brora. But then if you're sitting watching that... But then do, 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 do you think that's that's an acceptance thing? You know, you're going to be Brora. We all know he should have maybe left after that. The worst result in the club's history. You know, Aloha as well is another good example. Think, and the cup, think, the cup games, yeah. the cup, the cup should be bread and butter for Hearts. We should be going. Yeah. I'm not saying we go to Celtic Park and win. You know, it's it's a difficult no, draw. But you, no, but you, but you, ex- you expect your team to have a go. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think if Broder had happened this season, he would probably be sacked. But I think because it's the Championship and they didn't want to, because it did look like we were maybe faltering slightly. I don't think they wanted to do anything drastic and you know, muck up the chance of, of going back up at the first time, because not getting promoted would have been a disaster for Hearts, it really would have been. Um, so I, I think they probably just held their nerve a little bit there. I've absolutely no doubt the talks took, uh, didn't take place, you know, because, I mean, there the absolutely would have been uh, talks among the board whether or not they should pull the trigger, uh, because there was such distaste from fans, and maybe them not having supporters in the ground actually probably helped them. I think, you know, a result like that, um, for me, he's, only, he's still a couple of results away from from pressure, I mean, listen, he's got a massive game on Sunday coming up against Aberdeen. I expect Hearts to win the game, but if they didn't, pressure would be right ramped up. And then you've got the Derby, which will probably make or break him, whether or not he, he remains in charge. Um, listen, it's a good, it's a really good Hearts squad. You know, Devlin's coming in. Hopefully, he'll be able to make an impact. You know, I'd like to think we'll still add maybe a striker and definitely a defender because I'm sure we'll come to him soon. But Craig Halkett's just not up to it for me. Um, so we desperately need another centre half. Um, so you know, hopefully there'll still be signings that come in, and and you know whether or not Nielsen finishes the season, I think a manager can still come in and do a lot with that squad. You know, for me, that's the thing, right? And what David just picked up on it there. He's saying, you know, we've got three holding midfielders on there, and there's zero creativity, and that's the problem. You know, you've got no outball. We were just literally kicking the ball up to them, and it was coming back, and we're just getting squeezed in. You know, Halliday, Harren, and 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 Benny. I think, are clearly three quality midfield players who could do a job for you. But, you know, what would you expect them to do when, when we can't get out? Because they've got no out ball. They've got nobody to give the ball to. You've got th- there are three players who are similar. Now, if you started with two of them and then you had maybe a Mac and F in there or a Walker, anybody that can actually, you know, have a bit of creativity and get you further up the park. When I seen the team, I was baffled because... I. You know, I thought that obviously he would probably start with Haddon and, and Benny in there anyway. I fancied that to be the case. But, uh, you know, I thought GMS would maybe play as like a cam and maybe link up with Boyce. That wasn't the case. Both of them were just away up front on their own. And it was like he was playing, he was saying, right, you two are the strikers. Um, I want you two to try and, well, I don't even know what he's told them before the game. But they couldn't get a sniff. You know, they're not their types of players. And Boyce has to come in deep to get the ball, as David said. But at the end of the day, you want, you've got three men in the middle of the park. One of them has got to be your, your creative player. And the fact is, they're three players who are not that type of player. They're defensive-minded midfielders. So, therefore, it's a back eight. And, and that back five, you know, like David said, they were so narrow. 
Celtic were, were stretching them when really, you know, the ball, like, Celtic's crossing I thought was poor. It actually was, you know, it let them down. If they actually had a decent, if they had a decent out ball, they could have really punished Hearts. The fact is, it's missing the entire back five at a time, and Cochrane's not gotten out quick enough, and they're squeezing Hearts in. If you've got a back five, that shouldn't be happening. Put it this way, I mean, if if, if Celtic were good going forward, they would have scored a lot more Correct. than they did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, we gifted them. Listen, if Celtic were good going forward, they would have scored more at Tynecastle. You know, because the performance was the same, the fans were getting on their back, rightly so. I was very frustrated in the second half uh, during that, that game. I mean, that's an argument that people make uh, for, for the managers. They say, well, we just beat Celtic two weeks ago. What more do you want? Um, I'll tell you what I want. I actually want my team to have a go and play every single week, not just harp on about results that, quite frankly, was lucky. It was a fantastic result, but let's, let's you know, no pretend otherwise. That second half against Celtic was poor and like I said earlier we, we played poorly that night but got a result you should be going into this game at Parkhead full of confidence going we didn't even play as well as we, we can yet we beat them so why can't we go in upper performance upper energy levels play a lot better play a lot quicker a lot neater and give these give them a team uh, give them a game like you say David it's a bigger pitch you know what I mean? So why, why can't you play more football? Yeah, you wouldn't have thought so because we were squeezed in and there was no space for us. That was our own doing. That was nothing to do with Celtic playing really well. We let them do that. He's clearly never watched the Dundee game last week because Dundee done the exact same thing and got massacred, right? You can't Sitting in against the Celtic team is a waste of time because they do have good footballers. They have talented footballers and if you give them the space, they, they, they will eventually score and punish you. You're not going to last 45 minutes without conceding. It's just not going to happen. So why not get in their faces? Play a bit of football. Have the, the confidence and the swagger that these football players I know have. Because we've seen it before. They can, they can give teams a game. You know, they're not, they've not suddenly become, you know, the Hearts teams of past. Where, you know, you think, oh, they've got very little speed. These are international footballers. So why can't they go to places like Parkhead? And it's the fact that he bigs it up. He goes, oh, you know, we've got the players. We know how to handle the... the you know, he's all talk. He, he just... And that's what annoys me, is that he bigs himself up, he bigs the team up, and then he goes and sets them up like that. And it just... It really is frustrating. And it's the same old crap all the time. And I've had enough. We know. We know you've had enough. <laughs> um... David, what, what, what did you make of the defending for the first two Celtic goals? I mean, the first one's a quick counter-attack. and In fairness to Celtic, they do pass it around us quite nicely, but it, it's, it's reaction. It's the most obvious thing in football. See when you use the ball, the first five yards are the most important. And half the Hearts team were just sitting there, kind of, kind of expecting what happened. Celtic go forward and they score a goal. I mean, there was it was Halkett and <clears throat> I think it might have been Harren in the middle, kind of just jogging back to their positions here like there's and and Rogic who and 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 Edward who obviously got the goal you see them sprinting it's an attacker versus of course an attacker's going to sprint there he wants to get a goal defending is the hardest part of football but you know you've got to put at least a bit of pressure Edward had about 10 yards of space and had it happen but it was a it was a decent goal but the second one is absolutely criminal I mean it's a it's a corner and hearts are just switched off seven of them seven of them stand in the box waiting for a corner to come in they take it quickly bish bash bosh the boy, seven defenders in the box, and that Welsh runs in unopposed and gets a fr and gets a, a, a gets the leap on on Halkett, who by the way defensively at set pieces is piss poor, uh, has shown that previously, looked like he might have turned a corner this season I thought, but clearly he still shows that he's he's a weak link in a, in situations like that. The guy's got th he's got three inches on the boy, he's only eighteen years of age. He's about six foot. Halkett's six foot three, and is built like a tree trunk. 
and can he get above him? It's embarrassing. And that's what pissed me off the most. It's the same old shite from Hearts. It's a ball in the box and we cannot defend it. I've tried to give Craig Halkett every benefit of doubt that was possible because I th- you've seen from Livy that he was he was a brilliant defender and I don't, I don't know, is it the pressure of playing for a, a bigger club like Hearts? Maybe. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Maybe he's used to playing on plastic pitches. <laughs> like, what excuse? I'm trying to think of excuses for why Halkett has performed so poorly for Hearts when 18 months ago, two years ago, he was one of... Touted for player of the season, how good he was for Livy. Yeah. So I, I, I think his time is up. I'm afraid. That's it. Exactly. When, when he, when he signed for Hearts, people were like, right, all this will now be him at Scotland because all he needed was to play for a bigger club because players didn't get call ups. At, 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 you know, the cl- at teams that finish in, in the bottom six, or whatever. You know, apparently because it's unfashionable. But you know, clearly, coming to a bigger club like Hearts, he's regressed, completely regressed. And you know, the Craig Halkett of two years ago is gone, as far as I'm concerned. And I think you know. It's time that another centre half comes in to, to help it because we're just going to have the same thing all over again. He's going to be all right for a couple of weeks and then he'll make another mistake. And you can't rely on that at defenders. It's as simple as that. Especially when you're wanting to go for Europe. That, that, that's, that's where we've been. You've got to remember this man got us relegated. He played in a team that's been relegated. And he's played in a team that has seen some pretty poor, harsh results over the past few years. So, unfortunately, I've tried to give him time. I think a lot of Hearts fans have, but I think folk are sick of him now at the back, causing mistake after mistake. We got back into the game, 2-1, penalty kick. Why was the Celtic boy not booked for that? Oh, John Beaton's the referee, so, you know. I mean, listen, we we got a free kick right at the start of the game, right? And I said to David, (laughs) before it was even taken, I said, he'll blow for a free kick here the other way. The ball hadn't even landed. And he had blown for a free kick. He's the most predictable referee there is. He's useless. And by the way, a lot of people say, oh, he's a Rangers man, you know, he gives everything against Celtic or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Nonsense, right? He's useless. I remember the first time I've ever seen John beating referee a Hearts game was against Kilmarnock. And uh, I think it ended up a nil-nil draw. And it was when Kelly were playing all right. And, and it was set up for a really entertaining game. He ruined the game completely. Because uh, there was no flow to it, because every two seconds blown for free kicks and every he's just a useless referee. He always has been. <coughs> I mean, if it wasn't for goal line technology, he wouldn't have got Harsa's goal in the Scottish Cup final last year. Had zero intention of giving it. Just so happens he had a watch on his wrist which pinged, and uh, you could tell, you could see the contempt in his face for it. He was gutted. Um, so yeah, I was shocked that he actually gave Harsa penalty anyway, but he couldn't not. I mean, it was it was a stonewaller, wasn't it? But you're right. Yep, uh, it was clumsy from the Celtic defence, and you go back to well, you know, if we actually put a bit of pressure on them, it shows you the mistakes that they'll make. Um, touching on on what David was saying with with Craig Halkett there, um, completely agree. You know, he's he's not good enough, and uh, that was as soft defending as you'll see that second goal. I mean, it was absolutely pathetic. It really was. Um, Hearts had uh, I don't know what was happening if maybe just I don't know they were seeing fairies or something like that and their heads were on the clouds but they just never switched on to anything and you talk about the first goal as well it came from a, a break uh, a counter attack it wasn't even a counter attack because we had the ball in the middle of the park and we tried like to overplay for some reason I mean, we barely strung any passes together anyway lost the ball and they you know they went up the park and scored and there was a, a I think um Michael Smith as well, prime example of somebody who has a lot of experience but just wasn't thinking. I think Celtic tried to take a quick free kick and instead of kicking the ball away, he like tried to stand in front of Taylor and Taylor just shoved him out the road and they played and they nearly scored from it. And you think, just get, just kick the ball away. What are you doing? And, uh, you know, and, and things like that, common sense amongst those defenders. And listen, uh, David makes the point about Craig Halkett being a relegated defender. So is Michael Smith. 
You know what I mean? So, was, there was a lot of chat in the in the pub yesterday about Michael Smith. I mean, yeah. do you do you think he's overhyped? I think so. Yeah, and I've said it before. I think, you know, I, I like him as as maybe a centre half, but as a fullback, I think he, you know, he 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 is um he is maybe a slight weak point. And people disagree with that, and that's fine. They're entitled to their opinion, but I've seen enough of him to think that he's definitely a weak point. I think he's better when he, he plays in a back three as one of the centre halves. But as a full back, I think he's he, he's definitely a weak point. Um, I thought you know Cochrane was the same as well yesterday. I thought he got found out a little bit as well. Um, I'd rather. I, I think Halliday should have been put there. To be honest with you, Halliday's always performed. Yeah, I, 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 for me, I think when you go to a place like Parkhead, I think stick Halliday in there. Um, his experience. I don't know why he went off. If he went off with an injury or what, or if it was just a, a tactic change, I think it would have been better off if he had took Cochrane off and put Halliday back there because Halliday's an experienced player. That wasn't having the best afternoon naturally, but you would surely think to yourself, "Well, I'll keep the experienced player on and take the the kid off." That that's that's what I would think logically. But here, who am I? I've never done any coaching badges, so what do I know? But you know, I'd like to think that I've watched enough of Scottish football to to have a, a fair idea of what works and what doesn't. Um, clearly, the manager hasn't. Then it went three-one to Celtic. Do you think Craig Gordon was a wee bit? Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. But you can't be too harsh on Craig Gordon. You know, he's. I think he kept it from being a, a cricket score, and you know, he's he's more than more than made up for it. But I think John Suter for me switches off, and I think you know he's got to deal with that. The the ball through straight away. I think Suter's got to be better there. Um, for me, he shouldn't be getting a shot away anyway. But you know, you're right in what you say. I think Craig Gordon can do better because it is. Uh, he's quite low, I think, for some reason, and it is uh, he's near post. I think, if anything, the touch from Gordon probably puts it in because it might have just been maybe narrowly going wide. But, um, but for me, you should never be getting the shot off. You know, listen, you get back to two one, again. There's always, you know, they're always going to have a Celtic reaction. You think if you can get through ten a ten minute period without them uh, getting getting their their two goal lead back, then you've got a really good chance of maybe getting back into the game. But. Again, just inexperience, I think, from a, an, I say inexperience, inexperience from a, a, an experienced back four. So you say to yourself, well, why is that? And it's just because they're not good enough. Then it went 3-2, David, and, you know, it was too little too late, wasn't it, Adam McInef scoring? I was, the, I was in the toilet, I missed it, but uh, I knew the game was over. I, was, I heard people go, <laughs> and obviously that was in, like, the last second of the match. Um, but, it, listen, I... You know, someone said, oh, you know, this is uh, it's the most goals we've scored at Celtic Park since, you know, that 2-0 uh, Velichka game. Uh, yeah, that's been, what, 12 years? Yeah. 12 years since it's taken for, for, for us to score two goals. And by the way, in the last 12 years, Diddy clubs like Hamilton and St Johnston and all that have managed to get victories at Celtic Park. And we go there and surrender every single time. That's what really winds me up about Hearts. Greenick Martin also. Greenick Martin got a result there. But Hearts go there and it's the most foreseeable result in Scottish football it's a pumping every single time it should have been about five before half time yesterday it's oh I mean every club has got been to Glasgow recently in the past five ten years and has got a result except us honestly it must it must be just us that hasn't got a point there uh, like or, or at least tried to get a point <laughs> like it's the same old story like of the last ten years as well hearts go to Celtic Park and sit in has it ever fucking worked? <laughs> no. Yeah, every manager that comes in does the exact same fucking thing. To be fair, caveat there, Daniel Stendhal never. <laughs> but look at the dross that Daniel Stendhal had in front of him. Uh, he tried with a, with a bunch of jobbers. I mean, fair play to him. I mean, it was, it was funny to watch. If we didn't have Papa Dom hands in goal, we might have kept it at least 1-0 at half time and no 3. 
But uh, no, it, it, every club has went there and had a go, except us. And it's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And it's actually got worse. It's the worst 45 minutes I've seen a Hearts team at, at Parkhead ever, I think. Does the performance then sort of overshadow a, a decent start to the league campaign? Obviously, two games, two wins. It absolutely does because it's the first prop. It's the, it's um, you know we talk about you know the, the six wins from six. I expected four wins from four in the league cup because we're a top flight team. The rest weren't, and we had uh, a couple of games at home with fans. You know you expected results. You know Celtic at home at their form at that current time. I thought Hearts had a good chance of winning, and they did. And St. Mirren away, a ground we hadn't been to in years, a good a good win there as well. And, you know, you think to yourself, well, have a go. This team's done as well as you can at this point. They should be going there buzzing. And even the man had the... the, the Nielsen had the cheek to say as well, it's a great draw. His words, it's a really good draw. You know, if that fraud had managed to get us a second goal in that Inverness game, we wouldn't have even been playing there yesterday. We'd have had a home tie against God knows who, some unseeded Diddy team. And we probably would have scraped through then 1-0, but we probably would have been through to the next round. But instead, we're arguing over this because we couldn't score more than one goal against Inverness who look absolute dugments. And we went there saying it was a good draw and we played as if we were in the Championship or League One going to the league leaders. It's pathetic. Gordon, what do you make of this thing in, in the media that everyone's saying, oh, newly promoted hearts are coming up and then playing the big boys, this, that, the next thing. I heard it's been said yesterday before the game, surely people in the media can't expect us to be like thinking we're going to be battling relegation or top six is good enough. Well, some people were predicting teams like St Mirren and, you know, to, to finish above hearts. And, I mean, it's quite clear that the West Coast media don't have a clue. I mean, I mean... Listen, we know better than anybody because we we watch the the team and we know what type of ability they have. Listen, Hearts are are for me on certainly on paper they they have third fourth best squad in the league. Um, I think if you have a decent manager, you know you could you could absolutely be knocking on the door of of second. I I I don't think that's out out with the realm of possibility, and I I don't see any re- reason why people shouldn't believe that. Remember when Hearts came up the last time and people were thinking. You know, you had people saying, oh, it'll be achievement if Hearts finish in the top six. I knew Hearts were going to finish third. absolutely knew it. There's not that much of a, 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 a difference between, you know, there's Rafe Rovers, like, going beating Aberdeen. The famous Aberdeen. They constantly get told about how, how good they are. And Stephen Glass, what a job he's doing. You know, look at the players they've got. J. Emmanuel Thomas, Scott Brown, you know. They they could catch Celtic this season. They just went and go beat off Aberdeen, uh, Rafe Rovers. The same Rafe Rovers Hearts pumped twice last season, you know. So do me a favour, eh? You know, I mean, the, the, the Premiership's not as strong as people think it is. And I think Hearts can absolutely go, uh, go into this league. And listen, even with Robbie Nielsen in charge, I still think Hearts could finish third. Yeah, but it's not it's not just finishing third. You know, it's about what you do after that. How you do in the, the cup competitions. Because listen, his cup record's a joke. It always has been a joke. You know, he, he was, he, the only chance he ever had to manage in Hearts at, at Hamden was, was Daniel Stendhal's team. That's the only time we got there because we got to one quarter final under him, which we lost to Celtic, um, and then the rest of the time was early exits. You know, I'm not going to open old wounds here by going through them all, but we all know them. For me, David says, you know, oh, we might have got through against, you know, some non Diddy team who who was seeded. Really? Do you think so? I don't. I think the Farts were playing Livingston or something. They would go out. And he's probably glad. He, the reason why he was saying he's glad he's got Celtic because he knows. Well, if I get beat, you know. 
at least I can say, well, you know, we weren't really expected to win anyway. Um, that relieves the pressure a little bit. But if he goes and gets beat off a of Morton or a Livingston or a Dundee or Dundee Anderson, pressure's right back on him again. You know, and people will say, well, there's your cup record again. I don't know what it is, why he just can't seem to win uh, cup games. Um, because even when he plays against, you know, the, the teams that you expect them to beat, because we can't just say, oh, well, he's, he was unlucky with all the draws he's had. Yeah, he's drew Celtic three times or whatever it is. It's not the point. You know, when when he's came up against an Alawar or Broda, he's not even managed to get past them. So, you know, once is maybe unlucky, twice is, hmm, but four or five times, whatever it's been now, is beyond an absolute joke. If you want to win a trophy, you're going to have to beat Celtic and Rangers. Simple as that. So so why should we make that an excuse? He's had three opportunities against David, Ross County done it last season, right? They went to Parkhead and knocked them out 2-0. St Johnston went to Ibrox and knocked Rangers out, who hadn't been beaten in the league. St Mirren knocked them out in the cup quarter final last year. You know, for me, you're right in what you say. If if you want to go and win a trophy, you've got to go to Parkhead. And for me, there was no reason why Hearts shouldn't have went there and feared that game. But they did, because it's it's the mentality from the dugout. You know, he says it gives it loudly saying, Ah, we'll be prepared, we know what we're doing, blah 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 blah, right? Nonsense. He, you know, he he was he was afraid. To go there and actually have a go. Listen, if Ars could beat 5 0, is what it is. But, you know, if they actually have a go and they're set up properly, and I wouldn't, I didn't believe for a minute Hearts would have got beat 5 0 if they had, if they opened up a little bit, if they were a bit more aggressive, if they had actually played a bit of football, had an out ball, created a couple of chances, you know. Yeah, there might have been a couple of goals down at half time because Celtic are a decent side, but I'm willing to bet the Hearts would have got a goal in that first half if they had a go, you know, you know. But you look at the second half. You know, they managed to get two goals out of nothing, really. And you, and you think if they had actually played a bit of football, they might have had half a chance. And the best the best way, I think, to beat this Celtic team in particular is to attack them. You know what I mean? Have an actual go. I mean, look at the first 10 minutes of the game at Tynecastle. We went 1-0 up and you thought, right, this is there for the team. Go and give them a doing. But what did we do? We shrunk into our own half and we got out of jail in the 89th minute with a really good header from John Sewer. Because if that had finished a draw, I would have been really annoyed. But we got out. But you got out of jail with the win there. Didn't get out of jail there because, you know, you're not going to get lucky t- twice in a row against Celtic. You're just not. You're going to get found out. And for me, his cup record has went on too long now. He's clearly not. The, he's not got the mentality to be the Hearts boss to achieve what we need to achieve. You know, we need somebody who's going to take this club forward. There's a really good opportunity for Hearts to go and do something. They've got a good squad. For me, they just need that manager who's got more ability to take the club forward and, and take them to the next level. We said when Nielsen came in, his job will be to obviously get us promoted and kind of stabilise us in the top flight. I think he's done that. I think they've got the squad to, to stabilise them in the top flight. They aren't going to get relegated. They're not going to finish in the bottom six. They're going to be in that top six. For me, if you have somebody else who's a little bit... can You know, a, you know, a Daniel Stendhal would probably be perfect coming in this team. You know what I mean? He probably would be because he's got stability, he's got good defence, he's got, you know, he's got that, that ability to build a world-class goalkeeper, really. You know, you had another centre-half in there um, who's a really good centre-half and, you know, I've been encouraged by our uh, transfer policy so far. I have belief that that, um, that they'll go and find somebody who's a really good defender and they'll add to that. Then, you know, you've got the ability to build on there. And I think if you have a different manager who goes into that game with a different mentality, for me, I think Hearts would be in the next round. Talking about transfers, we're going to talk about the Aberdeen game later, homecoming game, fans back. Um, but Cameron Devlin set to sign. David, do you, what, what do you know about him playing in the A-League? I don't think Hearts fans knew an awful lot until they 
till they saw the YouTube videos. As you do with most players. <laughs> but then, you know, done by that before. We've been done by that before. Mallory Martin's a, a clear one for me. I think Doris Advia is the other one for me that really grinds my gears. Boy, can they, boy, can they uh, tie in shoelaces? But on YouTube, he was fucking messy. Um, oh, but I mean, as Gordon says, you know, at that time, your transfer policy is a bit mad. So you don't actually know what you're going to get. Now there seems to be an idea in place of the type of football that we want. And uh, the guy certainly on paper looks like a guy who really suits this heart squad. Um, I think actually a game probably yesterday would have actually been perfect for us as a as a team and perfect for him to to you know um, show us what he's made of and it probably would have helped us big time. But you know with the whole quarantine visa rules and and everything else, it wasn't to be. Hopefully he's in the squad sooner rather than later and it gets officially announced or whatever because it still hasn't been um, by Hearts, even though it's you know it's, it's, it's as good as done. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think it's another kind of it's another play with energy and a bit of, a bit of backbone, and you know, it adds a certain certain element of um, physicality and 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 energy and and a box to box type of play that maybe we don't quite have that starts it out. I know that 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 Benny certainly looks like he could, albeit you know, probably still not up to match fitness yet. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely promising, and it's definitely a type of play that we've probably been screaming out for for quite a number of years now. Um, so let's hope that he, he, he can start and, and show us what he's made of. It's the type of player that you want to bring in as well. Do you know what I mean? The well, that's it. He gets fans off seats, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's one that, you, you know, in a couple of years down the line, you, you sell on for a good fee because that's one thing we have been very critical of Hearts is that all these transfers have, have you know, wasted away and been put in the bin. You know, it's a player that you want to, if you're going to get him and he's going to be good, you want to get him down on a contract and make some money out of it. That's the, that's the transfer policy that Hearts should be going for, something we haven't done for God knows how long. Um, so, so, yeah, exactly. And, and, away from the financial side as a fan watching you want to see a player like that who grabs the game by the scruff of the necks and creates chances um, so yeah really look, looking forward to seeing what he can do in, in the Scottish game and, and fingers crossed he can um, provide some so I, and I think like like I just said in bigger games you'll probably be suited to that we've seen that with Benny hopefully at Tynecastle as well uh, with Devlin and, and we need it away from home because we've seen we didn't have an out ball if he's the type of player that's going to be sitting a little bit higher up and, and support a striker or the wingers you know it can only really help us in, in that respect. And Gordon, what, what do you make of um, Rangers potentially selling uh, Nicky Akatic? Should we be all over that? 100%. Yeah, I've said it before, you know, when there was a sniff of loan deal, the fact that he's available on the permanent, I think it's a no-brainer. He was a guy who was linked with, you know, four, five, six million pound moves uh, just uh, 18 months ago. Hearts should be all over it. I think, you know, we need to look at the Scottish market. And you've seen, you know, Aberdeen, you signed McCrory, uh, McCrory from Rangers, you know, and how well he's done there versatile player who can play in a number of positions. For me, Cattage is a solid centre-half who knows the game well. Yes, you can talk about maybe injuries, but at the end of the day, you know, look at Ginelli, look, look at these guys, you know, I think you have to take the gamble on them. Um, and, you know, if Hearts could get them for half a million, I think it would be a fantastic investment because clearly our defence isn't strong enough. Um, like we mentioned before, Halkett is just not up to it, but you would still have him in your squad because, you know, He's an experienced centre half, and I think we need good depth. I think it's something that we don't have a lot of depth um, defensively, particularly centre half. Um, so for me, bring him in. I think there'll be. A, I think there'll, there'll still be a few players that, that obviously need to leave the club. I don't know if that how much that affects on incomings because you would imagine Popescu. I think well, he's been told they can leave. Um, he's a player that 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 will obviously they'll they'll need to get rid of. Demure they've managed to get out on loan. Um, there's a few boys in the last year of the contracts, you know, Walker's a, a notable one. Um, there's been talk of him going to Dundee United. So I would imagine they'll, they'll maybe have to balance the books slightly, 
but for me, you know, finding a top quality centre half um, is is the key now for the transfer window. And I seen we were linked with uh, the Juventus centre half who was on loan at Kilmarnock. What De Fabro? Uh, for me, that just screams a bit Popescu. You know, I think that's still a bit of a gamble. You know, for a guy who's only had one year on loan in in Scotland, I still I, I don't think we should be taking a gamble. I think somebody like Cage isn't really a gamble. I mean, I say it's a gamble in, in the sense that you've obviously having to spend money on him. But if you actually look at him and obviously his injury record and things like that, but him as a player, that's not a gamble because you know exactly what you're getting. Have you got to speculate to accumulate? In- of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. I've, I've screamed this for years. And I've said, you know, you look at the way Celtic and Rangers do their business, particularly Celtic, uh, when they were s- successful round about, you know, the, the kind of 2011s, they started to get their act together a little bit. And, you know, they got in a Van Dyke, they got in a Wanyama, um, and they sold these guys on for big money. Um, and that's, and I'm not talking about Hearts are going to go and, and, and get that level of player, but if you, I mean, it looks like they're spending money on Devlin, you know, he could be that type of player that you bring in you know, do well. I mean, they've done the same with McInef, you know, spent 200k on him. You know, you've got to spend a bit of money on these guys and bring them in, develop them. Carriage is still only 24, 25. You know, he has a couple of really good, two good seasons. You know, he could be off ski for five, six million, you know, and then right there you go, you know, you've you've got more money to go in and do the same. So, listen, clearly our scouting department's a lot better than it has been, um, which wasn't difficult, but they've, they've managed to improve drastically. They will be looking... You know all all four corners of the world and and seeing who they can bring in, um, I think Hearts need to spend money and I think they will. I think obviously it'll still take time. You still need a few transfer windows to to get things going. But it's all right having really good players, um, but if they're going to you know play with a back eight, anytime you go and play a half decent team, then why would anybody want to come and play in a team like that? Why would you? You know what I mean? You would actually look at that. You'd actually watch that game and go, Chris, is that what I'm coming into? No. I don't. I don't fancy that. Looking ahead to Aberdeen, David. It's our um, homecoming game. Full crowds allowed back in football stadiums. I mean, how much are you looking forward to it? Oh, I mean, it's it's been exactly what we've we've needed after a year and a half, and you know we got a little taste of that with the Celtic game. But it'll be good to getting back to full crowds and not having to you know worry about no getting your own seat and all the wee, all the wee things that we all crave and look forward to you know pre-match pint and and the rest of it and uh pies pies are bad yes <laughs> well actually i didn't really rate them. the steak pie's all right steak pie's okay <laughs> we've got a nice hold of those doesn't matter um but uh it'll be nice to go back to three o'clock as well uh and you know as much as we hate to say it, away fans definitely adds the atmosphere especially a game like aberdeen you know it's a great atmosphere at tincastle especially when they come down uh, it's good to see that they're only getting 1,300 as well. I think that's the maximum we should be giving to any club um, when they bring down a little bit more away fans. Um, but I think it'll be a really good game. The atmosphere will be electric uh, right from the first whistle. And, you know, Hearts need to use that to their advantage. You know, they need to go all guns blazing, like they did for the first 10 minutes of Celtic, as Gordon said. And we probably, we've got a better chance of scoring against Aberdeen because we know be- the best Aberdeen's, Aberdeen teams in the world have came to Tynecastle and have bottled it. It's just in their nature. And, you know, it, it, it happens. But Christ... Couldn't even get a point of us when we got fucking relegated. So you know, when when they come down with this good a team, but as as we said, this this Hearts team is very good. We should suit them. We should see Aberdeen should, will be down after that um, disappointing result against Wraith. We should be going straight after them because you know Aberdeen are bottlers at Tynecastle. It's uh, you know it's you know three 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 certain things in life: death, taxes, Aberdeen being shite at Tynecastle. Simple as that. So you know we should be go we should be going into that game all guns blazing, score a goal, and use the atmosphere to your advantage. Because Hearts fans will not accept 
going 1-0 up against Aberdeen in 50 minutes and then sitting back and letting them have the ball. No chance. Go for it. Take them by, take the game by the scruff of the neck, take them to the sword and, 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 and give them a good pump. They've been due a pumping, you know, at Tynecastle. 5-0 was a long time ago. I want another one. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm asking for a bit much. But, you know, but this is what I'm saying. You need to go with that, 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 that mindset of, you know, score two, go for three. Score three, go for four. You know, keep trying. Uh, and, 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 you know, give these teams a really horrible, horrible day at Tynecastle. We should be going back to that if teams coming back here and fearing coming down to, to, to Gorgie. So I hope that we can use the atmosphere to our advantage on a, on that day. But looking forward to it regardless. The, pre, the build-up before it will be, you know, just as good as anything else. And that's that's the one that I just, just want to... I just can't wait, Ross. <laughs> I'm like a wee kid on Christmas. Until they ruin it. Firstly, Gordon, who are Aberdeen's danger men? Well, I, I like the boy Emmanuel Thomas. Yeah, I, 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 I seen his goal there um, against Wraith on Sunday. Really good finishing. He's a big, strong boy. But I think he's a sort of striker that you know, some you'd expect somebody like John Suter to to be able to handle. Um, obviously, you have Brown in the middle of the park. But if you get torn into Brown, you know, a bit of energy in the middle of the park and make sure he doesn't have it all his own way. You know, you'll be able to snuff them out. Listen, I think Aberdeen, you know, are definitely there for the taking. I wouldn't. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. They're coming. They'll be coming off a, a a leggy game on the Thursday. They might make a few changes because I think getting in Europe is actually huge for Aberdeen. You know, it's it's a playoff game that they'll fancy themselves in. I think you know they may rest a few players for the game on Sunday. I that's why I think you know I was reading some of the reaction because you would expect a, a full blown implosion from them going out the League Cup to to a, a, a lower league side, but they weren't as bothered as what you would think they are. I think they they've got their eye on Europe. Um, I think they get if they get into the the conference group stages, they won't give a jot um too much about where they are um, you know in the league and 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 where they 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 going out of the cup and things like that. So for for me, I think they they'll actually have one eye on on Europe. So I think it's a good opportunity for Hearts. Does them getting into the conference league benefit us? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. You know. Um, I mean, listen, I was delighted to see Hibs go out, but at the same time, if they had managed to get through, you'd think to themselves, well, there's two of our kind of main rivals for third going, and, and, and you know, in the latter stages of Europe, you know, they haven't got the biggest of squads, so yeah, it could affect them. I think, I think you know, Aberdeen, I, I think Aberdeen will get through, and I hope they do, um, because it's good not only for Scotland's coefficient, but at the same time, they'll have one eye on that as well, so um, I think it's a really good opportunity for us this season. Um, to to try and cement ourselves in that top four, um, same you know obviously St John's are still in Europe, I'm right saying they they yeah hopefully hopefully they get through as well you know I, I think it would be good for the Scottish game, trust you know the smallest club out of those five, you know going out early, it's just natural that one had to go but at least at least the other ones are still fighting and and trying their best so um I think I think there's really good opportunity on Sunday for for Hearts because I think Aberdeen generally will be hoping that they get a good result they'll be playing their full team trying to get through um and they might make a few changes and as David says you know the atmosphere will be really good um everybody coming back to Tynecastle Aberdeen's record at Tynecastle is poor I think if Hearts start with a real high intensity you know have a real go have Ginelli on, you know and Mackay Stephen Boyce that front three who will cause problems for anybody, you know, you have that, that them really chomping at the bit, I think, you know, Hearts could put Aberdeen to the sword pretty quickly and have the game done by half-time maybe, um, you know, if they if they play to their potential. Um, but, you know, you expect a tough game anyway, but I, I really think Hearts have got a, a really good opportunity on Sunday. What if he sets up defensively? Well, a full-time castle, because I think it will be a sell-out in the end, they're not going to put up with that. 
and he'll just they'll just have the the you know listen you heard that we were playing against Celtic on the opening day of the season and the team was getting booed even when they were winning one nothing. Fans didn't want to pay and watch that crap. We've watched it for too long now. It's not acceptable anymore. And it's a clear message to the board that it will not stand. And it should be a message to him as well. Um, so I don't think he will play that way. I don't think he can. Um, but the the fans would soon let him know about it if 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 they they wanted to, Hearts to be more aggressive. And you know they can't sit off and let somebody like you know Scott Brown and it depends who obviously is playing for them that day. You know Brown might not necessarily start, but you know you've got good midfielders and McGeoch and you know McCrory might play maybe higher up. Who knows what what you know Aberdeen have got good options. You know who, who's the, who's the Welsh boy? Um, Hedges, Ryan Hedges. Hedges, and you've got Ferguson in there. They've got good. They've got good players. And if you don't, you know, win that midfield battle, then you know they could end up overrunning you. So uh, you know, you've seen Wraith Rovers do that. They managed to get a grip of the game in the middle of the park. And I think Hearts will need to do the same. Um, you know, you want your Benny in there, plenty of energy. Um, maybe McInnes will play after getting his goal. Who knows? Um, but I think it's important that Hearts really, really getting about them and 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 play quickly and aggressive and uh, and it could be a good afternoon for them predictions yeah I think Hearts will win the game um, I think maybe 3-1 3-1 possibly I'm still not convinced by Hearts keeping the clean sheet yet I'll, uh, I'll say 2-1 2-1 yeah I think we'll go I think we'll do 2-0 up and then we'll concede one late on but and it'll be a bit nervy it'll be nervy we'll never make it easy but I think we'll still get 3 points I'm going to go 2-0 I hope you, I hope you're right of the lot of them because I want to see a fucking clean sheet. I want a clean sheet, two 0 I want Aberdeen tears and snotters. That's what I want. Nay, nay celebrating for them. No thanks. And how refreshing is it to see us giving them an away support? You know, unlike some other diabolical football club. They're not even giving St Mirren any tickets for their. They, they that's a disgrace. You know, it, it really is an absolute disgrace. Are they selling the whole stadium or season tickets? Did they, they, they plan to not have any away fans all season? Is that what they were planning? If they're not going to give, is this going to be all season? See, see the issue with with, with the the league one, right? I can understand the argument to an extent, um, because obviously season tick holders be missing out. Now I don't know how many season tick holders Celtic have, but I would imagine it is in the high fifties. So they might not necessarily have as many seats to to spare as they can. I, I can I can get that to an extent. But see, yesterday on Sunday, that was a joke. Like, did you see the amount of empty seats they had? You know, you're not trying to tell me they couldn't accommodate away supporters. The, the SFA and SPFL should have been looking into that. And Hearts should have been stronger about it. They really should have condemned them. But listen, if they want to play that game, fine. Give them the smallest allocation possible for for as long as possible. If they give us nothing, we should give Well, but even then, I mean, they've given us next to nothing anyway and we've still, you know, pandered to them. I think Hearts now, if Hearts want to be the, the, the club of the fans and, you know, preach always Hearts and all this pish, right, they've actually got to go in and prove it. Give them a small allocation, one section, that's all they should be getting because you've seen, you seen it there on the opening day of the season, what effect it has them having zero supporters. You know, nobody wants to hear them singing their guff eh, when they come along at Tyne Castle, three and a half thousand of them. No, I'm sorry, the only team that should get a full stance Hibs. Um, you know, Aberdeen and then I mind getting two sections. But, you know, as soon as they become crap again, their their away support will go down. Um it's just that's what type of club they are. So for me, I think one section, all other teams and uh and if Hearts have a good team in the park, which I'm hoping will be will be the case over the next couple of years, a strong attacking team, you know, be you'll be struggling to get a ticket for Tincastle, and that's what we want to see. That is what we want to see. Hopefully we can get a win on Sunday um, and yeah, hopefully everybody enjoys the game. Um, 
for some of you it'll be the first time you're back at Tin Castle so hope you enjoy that um, but yeah thanks very much for joining me this week and until next time goodbye